0: friends, I'm Maria Peña, here with another episode of Voices for Change, where each week I will introduce you to people that are doing their part to enrich and empower the Hispanic community. Later on, I'll tell you how you can help make our podcast better, because it is, after all, a program meant to inspire everyone who wants to contribute to change in their communities. In this episode, immigrant rights activist Lisbeth Ablin joins us from Adelanto, California to explain what's going on with immigrants in ICE custody. Lisbeth is a coordinator with the Inland Coalition for Immigrant Justice. For weeks now, Lisbeth and other activists from dozens of advocacy groups across the country, some clad in face masks and bandanas, have held street protests and car rallies to demand the release of ICE detainees who may face a higher risk of catching the coronavirus behind bars. Lisbeth is a dreamer. She came as a child from Chai Mexico, and is now protected by DACA, a temporary program now under review by the Supreme Court. She knows she runs the risk of getting deported, but this issue hits close to home, and she had personal reasons for joining this movement.
1: I'm undocumented myself, my parents are undocumented, my uncle was actually detained at the local detention center here at the Adelanto Ice Processing Center Um, and so I've been involved with immigrant rights for a while now, but, um, now I'm doing specific work around immigration detention and it's because I've seen it firsthand. I lived it firsthand with my uncle and I've seen, uh, what the system can do to a family. Um, and, and when I can also see what can happen if detention centers wouldn't exist in our, in our community. So, um, i lived it firsthand. I'm directly impacted by this issue and that's why it drives me to continue, um, pushing this vision that we all have um, and making sure that our communities are safe and, and not at risk of being detained or, or deported. But I'm wondering, you know, are you not concerned that you're exposing yourself uh, to
0: being arrested and deported?
1: Yeah, I am covered by DACA, but as we know, that's not a permanent solution. And right now, DACA is in limbo, so that means my situation is not very certain. Um, And I am concerned about that, but I believe in the power that my community has to protect me. Um, And not only that, we have great attorneys that um, are are right now working towards protecting activists like myself.
0: So far, ICE has released close to 1,000 detainees the agency says it makes decisions to release individuals on a case-by-case basis. In response to lawsuits from groups like the American Civil Liberties Union, federal judges have ordered the release of hundreds of detainees. But Lisbeth says that's not enough, and that's why the advocacy community has launched a campaign, Free Them All, so detainees can self-quarantine within their communities. The COVID-19 pandemic hasn't stopped activists like Lisbeth, but it has changed the way they work. So now virtual protests, car rallies, and teachings have replaced street protests and civil disobedience acts. Even before a pandemic was declared in March, activists had been sounding the alarm about conditions at ICE detention centers, inadequate medical care, unsanitary conditions, and human rights violations.
1: And once this pandemic hit, we realized these people are vulnerable inside these centers. Um, and so now we're seeing an increase of concern from the families and from people detained. Uh, they're scared of getting the coronavirus. They're not, um, they're not being given protective gear. Uh, they're still on sanitary conditions, and there's no place to social distance. The ICE detention
0: center in Adelanto is run by a private prison group, the GEO Group, which over the years has been targeted by advocacy groups and government watchdog agencies for alleged violations of detention standards and inadequate medical care
1: immigrants inside are speaking out for themselves. They're putting their lives on the line by not eating because they're demanding um, what they're not getting. And so even uh, since March, there has been over 20 hunger strikes throughout the nation. And in our local detention center, which is the Adelanto Ice Processing Center, we've seen two hunger strikes, um, by men and women who say the same thing. We're not receiving protective gear. We're, uh, this facility is not sanitary. We're not giving the supplies to actually clean the place. Well, what is happening now is that ICE is retaliating against them. So now they're actually cleaning the facility, but they're cleaning with toxic chemicals. And um, again, the, no one is safe inside these cages, inside these jails. Um, and we just feel that being outside of these jails is more safe than actually being in there at the moment.
0: Lisbeth says that in the absence of a comprehensive immigration reform, ICE can use many alternatives to detention that can also save American taxpayers a lot of money.
1: What I know is that right now it's costing the federal government anywhere from $130 to $300 um, and even sometimes $700 per person they have in detention. And alternatives to detention will dramatically decrease that. Um, I don't have the exact number, but I do know that it's a lot lot more inexpensive than actually continuing to fund uh, CBP and ICE, billions and billions of dollars that is going to this, um, when we can be using that money for other things.
0: But it's unlikely that ICE would release all immigrants or shut down its detention centers. According to court documents, ICE has been shuffling detainees to facilities from one state to another, potentially spreading the disease, because immigrants don't get tested routinely before they're transferred. ICE won't say how many it has transferred, but NBC News has identified nearly 80 detainees. And that's not a complete accounting. Lisbeth points out that protests will continue, and so will their battles in courts.
1: Because we are seeing ICE feeling the pressure, even with the last rally that they had, they sent out a memo saying that's everything that they're doing. It's a lie. They know that we're a threat to them, um, and I think it's even more powerful when we have a group of attorneys by our sides. We have the law by our sides, and we've already shown through organizing and through changing policy that it can happen. Because last year, um, we passed AB 32, which is a bill to ban private prisons, and GEO and ICE. Um, Found a way to go around that law, and now there's a big lawsuit because of that. There was also, there's also another law called SB 29, dignity, not detention, mm-hmm. uh, which involves local actors in these contracts. And uh, we're also planning to sue the city of Adelanto because of what's currently happening, of them wanting to expand the detention center. So I feel that um, we've made so much progress. Um, I don't think anyone in the past would have envisioned us passing a law such as AB 32, which bans completely private prisons. In the state of California. So I think we will continue doing uh, both things, um, just advancing policies, continuing with the lawsuits, but also continuing building power with our people um, through rallies and protests.
0: According to ICE, the agency has taken many steps to safeguard the safety at all detention centers, and detainees do have access to comprehensive medical care. Some of the measures include handing out personal protective equipment, Thorough cleaning and disinfecting of common areas, staggering meal times, and other social distancing practices. The agency also says that it spends more than $250 million a year for health care services for detainees. However, there have been over 1,400 confirmed cases of coronavirus among detainees at 55 of the roughly 200 facilities that ICE uses and another 44 cases among staffers. Two immigrants and three staffers have died. Over 2,700 detainees have been tested for the coronavirus, or roughly 10% of the total detainee population. Amid the COVID-19 pandemic, some detainees recently released by ICE warned about the cramped conditions and heightened risk of infection. Detainees fear leaving their jails in a casket. But Lisbeth doesn't have time to despair and challenges people with a call to action.
1: Every single thing, uh, every single trade, every single talent that people have, that our community has, is needed in this movement. So I would say try to find what accommodates what. what you like Uh, for example if you're an artist you can come out to these protests and be able to create art for these protests if you're a photographer you can come out and take pictures for us um so there's many different ways to get involved and you don't have to go out of your way to change your career path you can use the talents that you have
0: That's it for today's episode of Voices for Change. Thank you for tuning in. We hope to continue bringing you inspirational stories like the one you just heard. We thank you for your ideas, suggestions, and comments. So just look us up on social media. Or send us an email at voicesforchange@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Remember Gandhi's great advice. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Until next time...